the podcast where we talk about movies and uh, movies, and that's about it. Kind of a specific thing we do here. I'm your host, Ben Harris. I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Becker. Hi. We're like a one-trick pony, you know? You have one trick and you're a pony, so movies is our pony. Movies is our pony. That's how it usually uh, how it usually goes around here. Uh, we didn't actually get a chance to see anything this weekend because we're both college students that don't have time to do anything other than sleep and regret, regret our uh, life choices. So this week we're just going to be talking about movie news, movie reviews, and movie blues. Yeah, what's coming up and what's going down. So did you see like anything at all this week? Um, did I see anything at all? I watched uh, four Harry Potter movies, um, which yep. apparently these were made several years ago. I was unaware. Um, no, brand new, right out of the right out of the box office. Yeah, no, they weren't. But uh, so no, I didn't see anything. I was just hanging out and uh, working. Yeah, there really wasn't anything I wanted to see that I was like really amped about. I was craving the theater, but the theater was not craving me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I heard uh, A Wrinkle in Time was mediocre. I guess we could talk about that a bit. Um, it's definitely getting destroyed on online because of the whole Oprah thing, which is unfortunate. I'd, you wish that politics could stay out of movies to the point where someone could just say, this is a good movie or this is a bad movie. And that's it. I didn't hear about the whole Oprah thing. What happened? What happened to well, Oprah? It's, uh, well, just Oprah's whole leftist agenda, you know. Jeez. Oh yeah, she's a commie. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> Facebook and really most like review sites, uh, Republicans or not even Republicans, just right wing people that hate left wing people are, are really powerful online, and they like to speak their mind. So, yeah, man. Um, whether the movie's good or not, I'm I'm sure it's fine. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a super decent movie. Yeah, it kind of forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a little disappointing. But then again, those ratings I don't really account for because Rotten Tomatoes is just a sum of all. Well, ratings. Such a weird. Yeah, is forty two percent is just that means forty two percent of their ratings were negative or were positive. Yeah, like just according to like their stats, seventy percent or seventy of like their critics uh, rated it positively and a hundred rated it negatively so there's still like 70 people 70 solid movie critics that were into it and enjoyed it and just because the fact that they weren't the majority doesn't necessarily mean that you know me as an audience member won't enjoy it <clears throat> so that's why movie ratings and movie reviews are absolute garbage don't listen to yeah, any of don't them including listen to ours. it don't read them i just i can't see any reason why it would be a bad movie like i'm sure the the plot is a little out there and it seems like it looks like a beautiful movie visually and it's got mm-hmm. some good actor actresses and yeah and Zach Galifianakis is in it what do you what can you lose I think that's kind of my whole thing with movie <laughs> movie reviews and uh movie ratings in general is they're all just a bunch of uh bogus garbage because in my opinion movies are very personal and very interpretive and I think one person can go and see Sharknado and, as a critic, think that it's a terrible movie and it has terrible cin- cinematography and character development. And I can go in and watch a midnight premiere of it with my friends and have the best movie experience in my life just because it doesn't really matter how good a movie is. It's like how you interpret it as a human being. That's well, like how 
that's the whole point I think of reviews and like kind of what I feel like we're going towards is like is this movie can you go into this movie and have is a movie supposed to be fun it's supposed to be you're supposed to love it you're supposed to sit down enjoy it you're supposed to laugh mm-hmm. or cry you're supposed to feel emotion from it. it like just because a shot maybe is like un uncentered or unfo like yes that could be an eyesore for someone that really is into that that's what they're looking to get out of movies i guess they're looking for beautiful shots mm-hmm. um and if that's not there it's going to take away from the movie experience and they're going to hate the movie but i think that's that's the critic audience that's the the people that try to make their own movies that's what they're looking for but the majority of people are just common moviegoers who shoot a couple of videos vertically on their iphone once a year they're not going to go to a movie and be like oh wow that's breaking the rule of thirds in that shot so that gets that is not looking good for me and i just think there's like there's two very different audiences but it sucks because there's one audience that tells the other audience what to see and it's this hypercritical audience that tells the mass people what's good and what's not good. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, whenever I write for our website, I don't necessarily reflect on the things that I don't like about it. And I really just attempt to reflect on like, what would people like about this? What did I like about it? What different risks did it take? You know, is it an entertaining movie? And I think most movies are, I think if you walk into any movie from a perspective of like, I'm going to enjoy this because I'd paid $10 to see it in the theater. Like, you're going to enjoy it really no matter what, no matter how good it is, no matter how bad it is. Like, I've sat in the theater or at home watching movies that, you know, critically are incredible, but, like, I really didn't appreciate them for what they were. And then I've seen some really, really awful movies and have had some of the most fun I've had watching a movie, like, ever. So it really is just your interpretation of it and how it makes you feel and... uh the whole critic thing doesn't really people make movies to make like no one tries to make a bad movie and even if Mm -hmm. your whole stance is that movies are only made to make money like i'm sorry to break everything in this whole world is only done to make money but to make more money you need a more entertaining product so even if that's your whole outlook is like oh it's only about the money well they're still going to try to make something that's going to make the most money and sometimes that can be a little like uh gimmicky and stuff like that i think sometimes Mm -hmm. that's what lego movies kind of fall into like there's so much fan service that sometimes it gets in the way of this. Like, what is usually a pretty good story. Like, the Batman movie, I loved it. But mm-hmm. sometimes you have those, like, kind of gimmicky moments. And Marvel movies, this happens a lot, too. But they're still trying to make a good movie. They're still trying to... I mean, everyone that works on the piece... Sometimes, you know, an actor and actress might not give their best performance. And that can really show in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate and stuff. And they're just kind of getting a paycheck. But, I mean, the directors and producers... Usually, like, this is their baby. And this is something they've always worked on. You look at, like... Uh, you know, people a lot of the time saying like, oh, that movie's just there to make money. Like, yeah, that might be like what the executives think, even some of the producers, even some directors probably. I mean, <laughs> you look at uh, Peter Jackson and the new Hobbit movies. Those were not, in my interpretation, I did not enjoy those movies because they were kind of gimmicky and really were there just to make a cash grab out of taking like one book and making Star Wars. it into three movies. And yeah, the sequels, the prequels, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, that's what I meant. Uh, in reality, while you had, do have the executives that are, you know, trying to make as much money out of it as possible, you have costume designers, you have editors, you have actors, you have, uh, you know, lighting grips, all of these people, potentially hundreds of people working on this film, uh, you know, being creative, showing their product that I think gets swept under the rug a lot. And I think that's why 
you know, I enjoy the Academy Awards so much, for example, because it isn't necessarily all about the actors or all about the directors. Like, these, there are awards and, you know, in the Academy Awards, they give credit to people who aren't superstars, who you've probably never heard of before. Um, they could stamp on that stage and, like, enjoy what they did and let other people enjoy the, the their craft and what they created. Um, I think that's something that's very, like, unique about the film industry is the uh, just the sheer amount of people that are working to make these movies and it's something incredible it's something incredible that i don't think gets recognized near often enough like i've recently going to the theater like sitting and like watching the credits and like seeing the names on the screen and like if you look like it's something that we just kind of you know people walk out during the credits people pull out their phones and text but if you look you see how many hundreds of people are scrolling through that list and they all are working full-time to do this thing like that's crazy to me that's incredible like this their whole life they work so hard yeah and they're just even if you're like a below-the-line person like i'm sure mm -hmm. when you bring your family to that theater and you can be like hey look it's 40 second grip on set there's my name. I I helped in this movie. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that means a lot to someone who probably doesn't make any money. They do like a lot of freelance work. They get fine work wherever they can. So I think I mean those people are like this is their passion is to make movies and they're definitely not in it for the money. Yeah. I'm I mean I've done a little freelance work and I can't even imagine how little money someone who works on these big sets probably makes. Mhm. Mm yeah, and I think that's something like as a movie critic going in and saying like, eh, I didn't feel it or, uh, this didn't, this didn't stick with me. It's just, I understand where they're coming from, but I think having that opinion doesn't recognize the fact that <laughs> there are hundreds of people working on this and it's incredible that, you know, just film in general that like a story can be crafted and all of these different working parts can come together in, you know, an hour and a half you know, film, like, you look at Early Man that we talked about, uh, when was that, two weeks ago, last week? I don't remember. Yeah. But, um, you look at that movie, it's like an hour and a half, really, it was pretty okay, and heck, we only talked about it for like, you know, half an hour maybe, because there really yeah. wasn't that much to say about it, but yeah. the amount of time that, like, went into that movie, and the amount of just crazy stuff that goes in, you know, really, like, uh, niche genre films, like, claymation, you know, animation movies, is, like, crazy to me. And the fact that someone can go, like, eh, I don't know, and not necessarily appreciate all of the work that goes into it, it just kind of boggles my mind a bit. What's well, so it was kind of you're talking about, like, trying to, just saying what you liked about the movie, the positive things. And if you have to say, I don't, like, don't ever say a negative thing to the point where, like, don't go see the... There's, I mean, there's certainly some movies you should be like, okay, you probably shouldn't waste your time on this. But like with Early Man, yeah, it wasn't the most thought out movie. It wasn't the best storyline, but it was beautiful and it was, it was funny. And if you have kids, like tell your kids to go like, go see movies. Like mm -hmm. what else are you going to do? It's kind of expensive, but it's still a cheap form of entertainment nowadays. Oh yeah. Especially if you get movie pass, which one day will be sponsored by, I know it. I know movie you're pass, uh, movie Go to moviepass.com and get the promo code. Uh, every week in a movie. That's what we'll say in the future. It'll be really It'll be so good. cool. That's yeah. one day, man. Oh, man. Someday okay. we'll be paid to do this, and it won't be just a complete waste of time. The movie, uh... 
The Strange Prey Night got a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, is that another a sequel? garbage horror film. I think it is. I think I know there's a, there's a there's a previous Strangers movie, but I don't know if it was like a Netflix original or something. I have no idea, but it just looks like a stereotypical slasher film. Um, I heard the Hurricane Heist. Uh-huh. It got a 33%, but I've heard that it's one of those that's just absolutely like Turn ridiculous. Turn your brain off and- to where it's so bad that it's good is what I've heard. So I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to go see it because it just kind of looks ridiculous, and I just turn your brain off and just take it in. I I love movies like that. I remember a few years ago um, at like the one of our local theaters when Sharknado came out. They did like a midnight premiere. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was kind of spur of the moment, but a bunch of my friends went and saw it, and it was probably one of the most incredible theater experiences I've had, just because it was just this room full of people. It was pretty much a sold-out show. There were a lot of people in there. Um, yeah. And it was midnight, and everyone was exhausted, but it was Sharknado, and it was the stupidest, like most ridiculous film I've ever seen, and everyone's just like yelling in the theater and laughing and back to the point you know i was making earlier like even bad movies can be a really really fun time a really good watch oh yeah my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time like my family's favorite movie this cult the cult, the cult classics that's basically what we're talking about like mm-hmm. well, i mean cult classics don't necessarily have to be bad movies they're just underappreciated movies that have a big following nowadays um but it's a movie called rad and it's just the worst movie it's so bad. It's not. It's it's like it feels like a bunch of teenagers got together and made it during the summer, mm-hmm. um, but it was a real movie. And it's about these like BMX kids. Um, there's this. Uh, they're doing this big BMX race in uh, this little town in Canada. They're going to call it Hell Track, and it's like this famous race, and all the most famous bikers in the world are coming to this little town. And the little town is like cool. We get to host this big event, but like, why can't our kids participate? This is like their home. And so there's like this big thing and one local kid um <laughs> has has the best mu- music of all time but one local kid comes and he qualifies it's like a big thing um but it's just the it's the cheesiest movie it's got these long montages and it's got this this most classic 80s music of all time but my family loves it i remember when i was a kid the first time i saw it was on vhs at my grandma's house and me and my brother watched it on an air mattress uh, like four times in one day then we went outside and tried to do all the tricks on, on our own bikes. But, like, it's just those terrible movies that you can sit back and just kind of laugh at and kind of enjoy the awfulness of it all. And it's funny. It's hilarious. Like, it's funny, and you can take it as seriously as you want, as seriously as you need to, to enjoy the movie. But, yeah, like, that, that movie is, like, a prime example of a, just a terrible movie that I will forever love. For all the wrong reasons. And here's an excerpt from this trailer. His name is Crew. I love BMX. The music is his world. Rad is his way of life. World would be a lot better. Rad is his way of life. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held. Very important race. The very finest riders in the country are here riding for some one hundred thousand. I honestly don't know what that movie's about, but just from listening to that first twenty seconds of that trailer, we got the eighties music, we've uh-huh. got the announcer, and I was like, this seems like a rad, rad movie. Rad is his way of life. 
Ugh. I miss the 80s. So the best thing about 80s movies is uh, dubbed over audio. It was a big thing in the 70s and 80s because they just didn't have this technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had this super weird trend. There's a part in Karate Kid, they do it a couple times. But like say a car is riding off away from the camera and it's clearly off in the distance and you can still hear the voices like they're talking right next to you. And it's a super weird trend. I'm glad it's pretty much dead because it just feels so awkward. But then there's a lot of times in these and like rad, there's a couple moments where someone's on their bike and they like, you know, fall down or get hit by a car or like roll over a car. And obviously you can't hear it. They're going to have like this weird muffled audio if they have any kind of mic on. I doubt they do. And so it's dubbed over. And so it's just like this all of a sudden it's like this quiet audio. And then you just hear like a microphone like gnarly. Oof. Ouchie. This weird overdubbed stuff and it's hilarious because it doesn't like match the lips you can clearly say they weren't saying anything like dubbing audio is one of the weirdest things because it's mm-hmm. n- it never looks good just reshoot the damn shot i remember it was a few years ago um the movie avatar james cameron's uh best work and personally my favorite film ever out of any movie that has ever existed it's very uh, good. aside from national treasure of course um of course my parents brought bought like the blu-ray and on the blu-ray it had like a family friendly version of it where it didn't say all the very bad words um but it was like dubbed over in that way to like whenever someone would like drop an f-bomb or something it would just be like ah darn like the actual like actors would dub over the words but you could definitely tell that they were still saying fuck but it's like (laughs) stepbrothers on when it's on like tbs Uh uh-huh yeah it's just the silliest thing to me i think i don't know i think i think like as far as like for tv that makes sense but and i understand like family friendliness but also if a movie has bad words in it don't let your kid watch it whether it's a dubbed over version or not because i feel like i mean if you're one of those parents that's like bad words are bad don't you darn dare listen to them um, because I think like the, the cursing, you know, whatever explicit language that you don't want your children to hear actually, in most cases adds somewhat to the character development and the plot. And if you have, you know, a bad guy that uses lots of, ba- you know, uses lots of bad words, then that like adds to his character that he's just this like rough and tough, explicit kind of guy. It's so weird that America still has such rigid standards for i mean you watch any european like late night show or television Mm -hmm. show like it's always a it's always like a clip that's on youtube like of american people going over there and being on tv and like actually like slipping out of bad word like oh i'm so sorry they're like what what what, what the fuck do you mean you can say whatever you want (laughs) like i remember it happened to eminem he was on one and he's like he accidentally cussed and and he's like what do you you have to say sorry you can say oh fuck fuck, fuck." you know it's like Mm -hmm. like that's uh, i wish we could have that here because it's such a weird thing to tab. I don't know why we ever had bad words. There's certainly words you can't say for, you know, socioeconomic reasons and stuff like that. But there's just a word that I don't know. I'm not going to get into a whole tangent about that. But <laughs> I think, I mean, why take away from a movie in any sense? Why edit it? I mean, if you want to take out nudity, that's one thing. But it's just a word. It's just a word that, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and if you say frick or if you say flip or you say crap it's not like 
you erase that other word from your mind, you're just substituting it. So you're just going an extra mile to think about this word more. So you're giving it more power by like, oh, I have to substitute it. Much like in Harry Potter, which I just watched. And I'm like, he who must not be named. I'm like, just say Voldemort. But you can't say Voldemort. That's like against the... the... Well, it's a tracker, isn't it? That's like in the later films. Like when you yeah, say in the, the later Voldemort. Ones. And they like come and the Death Eaters come and get you, but... What I always a forget crazy how much ass movie. What a I always crazy forget how much name. like Harry Potter knowledge I have until I watch him again. I'm like, oh, I know. And all it all of comes this. back. It all comes back into your head. Yeah, You're Harry Potter genius. You feel the scar on your forehead getting it sunk in. So I have the glasses and I'm like, oh my Ugh. god, you're wizardary. <sighs> what? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I read uh, all those books when I was a wee lad. It's a good time. I know. I read them in second grade because I was like the cool thing to do. I didn't comprehend them at all, but... No, not at all. I'd probably have to read them again to understand what was going on. Um, I always liked Malfoy. I saw uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince first out of any Harry Potter movie. Because my weird. parents had, like, we had never, like, watched any of the Harry Potter movies. And they're like, yeah. oh, this one looks good. And that was, like, the one that was, like, out that was just released on DVD when we saw it. And I watched it, and I was just more confused about anything in the entire world because i That's didn't like know who any of the characters were i watched one uh, of the glorious alert. ones too i watched dumbledore get beamed and i was like i don't care and uh, you know and then watching him again watching him all the way through i was like Oh, that's actually a really sad scene but when i watched dumbledore get beamed the first time i didn't care <laughs> well snape is truly like because i mean i don't want to spoil harry potter for anyone but uh Here's a spoiler. Uh, Snape, who kills Dumbledore. Like, he's one of the craziest characters, I think, in, like, storytelling. He's, he's a double-double agent. Yeah, pretty much. It's wild. Like, you never... I mean, unless you read the books, even in the movies, you're not quite sure, even after he's dead and Harry's talking to him and stuff like that, and that you're never quite sure what his position was. Um, he was, like, the Switzerland. He was kind of neutral, and he was helping both sides. Um, there's a weird thing about Harry Potter. They had to recast his mother because they kept saying, because the whole thing in the book is that he had, he looks like his father. He's just like his father, but he has his mother's eyes, but mm-hmm. he didn't have his mother's eyes because he has blue eyes and his mom has green eyes. Womp womp. And so everyone was like, well, no, it just means like his eye shape and like his, you know, his eyes. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. We could just have a Harry Potter podcast where we just talk about Harry Potter. I'm Honestly, sure none of those. that would be good for like two episodes, and then we would run out of things to talk about because, as expansive as it is, I don't necessarily think that. Uh... There's eight movies, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's wild. I'm just looking. I, was, I like the... I like Malfoy the most because uh, Tom Felton, the actor, and I have the same birthday. Wow, that's pretty cool. And we're both. Is that blonde. what you base all of your character aspirations on? Whether they yeah, have the same, the same birthday, birthday as you. Malfoy was an interesting character, too. I kind of felt bad for him. Yeah. Like, everyone in Slytherin. It's like if you're born and someone's like, okay, you're a Nazi. You go, well, I didn't want to be a Nazi. Well, too bad. You're Sorry. a Nazi. You're a dirtbag. Whoops. And then the other two houses no one cares about. Yeah, Huff, I couldn't Huff, even name them. Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. I just named them. Wow. Okay, cool. But yeah, they really don't, like, they're just kind of there. At least in the movies. They don't really, like, mean anything or do anything. I know. There's a, there's a couple of, like, love interest characters. Um, like, the Asian girl. I can't remember what her name is. Yeah. Um, Cho Chang, I think. And Just... then... Uh, no, that's really her name. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I can't think of anyone from Ravenclaw. Yeah, me neither. A forgettable. It's just crazy that, like, I don't know, it's such a strange, weird story to, like, be so huge in American culture. Like, as far as the movies go, like, the first one came out in, what, like, 2001, 2002, I think. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's not very relatable to us. I mean, we don't have boarding schools really in America. Yeah, we don't have we don't have boarding schools. We're not wizards. Um, I think we're not British. Not at all. I wish though. I know you wish you were British. Always. Um, yeah, I think that it's just very interesting to me that that series is so popular, like here and probably in Europe too. I would imagine. I'm not European, so I don't know. Um, but I think. I mean, I can't really name any other, like, movie from, like, early 2000s that, like, the sci-fi fantasy genre that changed my life as much as Harry Potter did. I think Lord of the Rings is really the only... I was gonna say Lord of the Rings. ...other one that was, like, uh... Palpable. Yeah. That came... Wow, that... The first Lord of the Rings movie came out in... Same year. Same year as the first Harry Potter movie. That's wild. That is crazy. And they came out with them every year, 2001, 2002, 2003. They, I don't think they competed in the box office, did they? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. And then the... Like, the first Thunder three Games. Lord of the Rings movies are some of just the best films of all time in general. Yeah. And then The Hobbit is like... The last Hobbit movie got like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like ouchy. I've seen the first three Lord of the Rings like one time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I've never been a huge Lord of the Rings fan. They're just too long for me. And then I never watched any of the Hobbits because I, I just didn't care for the lore. Yeah, it's not really something that I ever... I like. I I think I saw them on like DVD and stuff, but it wasn't necessarily like something that uh, I was like really into. Um, But from what I saw, they were not exciting in any way. I didn't really like... There was just no emotion tied to them. I didn't really enjoy them. I was like, eh, this is good. But I think just the Lord of the Rings series, like how highly acclaimed that it is, Mm -hmm. I think people were expecting a lot out of The Hobbit other than like a Peter Jackson cash grab um, when that's truly just kind of what it was. That and like the lack of practical effects. Like there was some CGI CGI in those movies that was like, that was not good. And looked very cheesy. And I think, I mean, these movies probably made an incredible amount of money in the box office because, like, they were really hyped up because mm-hmm. the first three Lord of the Rings movies were incredible. But they really <laughs> weren't that great. Um, yeah, well, uh, thank you for uh, listening to Every Week in a Movie podcast. You can find our reviews on everyweekinmovie.com and our podcast there as well. You can find it on iTunes or uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, if you're an Android user and you don't use something like iTunes, uh, um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we're not on LinkedIn or Tumblr, but I guess you could look for us there if you wanted to. Some fan accounts, I'm sure. Yeah, all of our fans. Um, buy a t-shirt. We don't have t-shirts. Sometimes I just say things that are kind of a fantasy in my head, and one of those fantasies is us Thank having... Thank you to our sponsor, uh, Edwards Cinema. 
Regal Cinema and uh, Movie Pass. Do you say Edwards Cinema and Regal Cinema? Aren't those aren't those the same thing? I meant to say Regal. I think Edwards is like a branch of Regal, but it's okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, um, yeah. Next week we'll be talking about something. I couldn't tell you. Uh, but uh, go uh, watch a movie. Go uh, go see a film. Go see a flick. Yeah, do that. We'll uh see you next week, probably. Bye. So long.